This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we are back here. Thanksgiving week edition of Six Rings and Football Things. Cadillac's Crucial Clashes. Yes, we're going with that for the final seven games of the season, whether they feel like crucial clashes or crucial games or not. Gotta do it. He is Mike Cadillac from WEEI.com. Andy Jumbo Hart here. And we're here to talk about Patriots at Giants. I'm going to use like announcer voice to make the game seem better than it is because it it is not. It is not. Um, Like I knew, let's just get this out. So I knew, obviously, they're two bad football teams. You got a two-win team and a three-win team and quarterback situations and points and whatever. But then like the more you dive into it, these are two bad football teams. Like they stink in most areas of the game, um, which will make, for a very creative and interesting Catholic's crucial clashes, because I yes. want to know where those crucial clashes are. Um, but let's start the talking point of the week, Mike Cadlick, uh, as it's been for a while now, I guess the quarterback situation. Last we had a game. We had Mac Jones benched after that hellacious throw in Germany. Then last week we had you and the other beat writers on the field watching practice. And Mac Jones was out there with the quote unquote ones, but they alternated all three quarterbacks got, um, reps. We had some explanation from Belichick this week that, well, we didn't run any scout stuff, so we were running all Patriots. So that allowed some people to get, like Will Greer, to get some extra reps. He also talked about in that practice, people that didn't play as much in the game got a chance to practice. I don't know how much I buy some yeah, of that weird. weirdness. Um, but so the quarterback situation. As of recording time on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I know you're not supposed to timestamp podcasts, but because of the... Uh, yeah, what are you doing? You yelled at me about that a couple of years ago. Now you got... Uh, yeah, the, the nature of this topic, I just want to let people know. Okay. So it is Wednesday. The Patriots have scheduled Mac Jones to speak. Press conference, Gillette Stadium. Generally, the starting quarterback speaks, although that's not always true. There are instances, even in recent Patriots history, maybe where that isn't the case. But Mike Cadlick, you're down there every day. Yep. You talked to Will Greer, the bearded one at his locker yesterday. Yep. You're talking to all the players. Do the players you think know? Have they known this week? Is the starting quarterback known, or is it as Bill Belichick said, he told everybody to be ready? I don't think they know. Oh boy. I, I have I have this I have a feeling that that they don't know. I think that okay. they're okay. They're okay. being left. In the, you in, talk in about the... it. it. I got a quote I have to read. Then, if um, yeah, if you firmly believe that I got a quote I got to read. But you, so you do not believe they know who the quarterback is. No, I think they're being left, uh, left in waiting in the wings a little bit. I think that they're prepping all three. I'm sure that. Oh um, boy. Okay, you said it. I'm, I'm now. I'm interjecting. You have it. Okay. You said they're prepping. And then I'll go. Three. I'm going to read you a quote, and you tell me who said it. Okay. Quote. I don't think you can really get two quarterbacks ready, period. I think you can get one ready, and that is what we have to do, period. We have to get one guy ready to play, and that is my responsibility to the football team, period. Who said it? Ooh, I'm going to go with, uh, is this multiple choice, or is this just short answer? 
I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, that was Bill Belichick okay. circa 2001 when he made Tom Brady his quarterback for the foreseeable future because he didn't think it was fair to the football team or the quarterbacks oh. for Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady to get reps. Very and now, okay, so fast forward 22 years later, same time frame, by the way, November, um, 22 years later, and you firmly believe that the players don't know who's starting. And the key part of that I always say is, I don't think players necessarily need to be told who is or isn't starting on a football team. Generally, you look around during practice reps and you know when the first team offense is out there or the first team defense, you know who's out there and then you know who's out there for the next drill. Right. And so therefore, if the players don't actually know who's starting, it means they are divvying up reps in a um, widespread fashion. It's not like Mac gets seven, Zappy gets two, because then everybody be like, Oh, Mac's the starter. Right. Or Zappy gets seven. Mac gets to, oh, he's a, so you firmly believe they don't know. I believe they don't know. I oh believe, my god! I believe now. This is what I believe that they are probably Mac's probably first. Zappy's probably second, and Greer is probably third. I'm sure that now with this whole quarterback conundrum that's going on, that Zappy and Greer are eating into Max reps a little bit more. And maybe they're even 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 evenly split with at least Mac and Zappy. I don't know about Greer because again it's tougher to get the third string guy. And if you have a not only if you have a a, a dual competition in the middle of November, if you have a three man competition, like you're not gonna go win this football game on Sunday. I'm sorry. Like that's just you're putting way too much energy into it. But the reason I believe it is because I feel like if they told somebody that Max's the starter, I have a hunch that it would have gotten out by now. Somebody would have had it. A big name reporter would have had it, or somebody would have squealed, or we would have got a little bit more of a, a hint in someone's press conference that, hey, no, Matt, we're, we're confident in Mac. Last week, Dietrich Wise, Jelani Tivai said, we're confident in Mac. Now, what they're saying is, we're good with anybody who we put out there. We're confident in anybody who goes out there. So they're kind of changing their tune on Mac a little bit. So that makes me think that they really don't know. Um, might there, like, again, might there be an idea that it's probably going to be Mac or, um, oh, well, Zappy's eating into it. So may, like that, maybe that's the case behind closed doors. But I feel like if, if the players knew and if there was a, hey, this is our starting quarterback, don't tell anyone. With the leaks that have come out of that building this year, I think we'd already know. So that's why that's why I believe they don't have a starting quarterback yet. So is this okay? No, it's not okay. It's not okay. Again, this this whole mystique, mysterious Bill Belichick saying, I'll tell you on Sunday, ha ha ha, I know more than you type thing. That was cool when you were eight and two at this point and leading the AFC East. Now when you're two and eight and you're at the bottom of the AFC and you're vying for the number number two pick right now, that's just weird. And I don't know if corny's the right word, but it's kind of like what are you doing? You're doing nobody. You're doing yourself a disservice because you guys stink. So um, I don't see the benefit in unless they really don't know. And if they really don't know, then that's a problem in their own right. As far as like Belichick and Bill O'Brien, like if they have no idea who they're going to start this week, that's a problem. So, yeah. So, yes, I, I do. I think it's a bad thing, I think. And I, I do. I think there's a benefit to calming the masses and standing up there at a podium at the beginning of the week and saying Bailey Zappi's our quarterback or Mac Jones is our quarterback or Will Greer's our quarterback. So yes, long story short, it's a problem that they don't have a starter yet on Wednesday at 849 because we'll timestamp this sucker again. 
Um, so yes, it is Wednesday. So therefore I am, uh, if people read my Twitter handle, freaking out, stressed out, don't have any time to get ready for Thanksgiving or do yes. my job properly in the next 24 hours. Andy's so cooking stuffing next to him. <laughs> basically, basically that's what's going on. So I am going to share a couple column ideas that I had in my head. Uh, we'll do it verbally instead of, uh, written cause I don't Perfect. have time to necessarily write them. So the first one is, I think they're doing a disservice to everybody. Everybody involved, and I include like fans, yeah. everybody, because as you said, if they don't know, that's a problem. You at least have to fake it till you make it, like pretend mm -hmm. definitively. That's your job. I'm sorry, is to say Bailey Zappi's the quarterback. We're all behind Bailey Zappi. Right. We're going to do everything we can to support Bailey Zappi to win a football game in New York at MetLife State. If you don't know that, that mixed message, that lack of leadership is at any level. And I know, you know, you get in trouble when you compare like battle and war and football, but can you imagine like being in battle and you don't know who your commander is? Like, I you know. don't know who's like, who's leading yeah, it's, us. It's one battle. of those guys over there. We just don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out on the fly. Don't worry yeah. about it. We'll tell you right before you go. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense to me. And then the other side of that is, and this is kind of obvious, but it is what it is. I have this old phrase that Fitzy loves. I introduced it to him last week. There's, there's two options in the NFL. You either have a starting quarterback or you have a quarterback who starts the game. And mm -hmm. no matter what, the Patriots will not have a starting quarterback on Sunday. They do not have a starting quarterback on the roster. They yep. will have somebody that starts a game because starting quarterbacks are about stability. They're about everybody knows that's the guy. Even if he's not great, that's the guy. That's our yeah, guy. It, it, our not a, it's not a franchise quarterback necessarily. No. But that's our starting quarterback. A yeah. Start, yeah. A starting quarterback doesn't have to be a franchise quarterback. He can be in that middling tier. But everybody knows this is his ship. Like right now, like Baker Sam Mayfield is oh, a, yeah, Sam sure. Howell. Like Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback. I don't know how long it lasts. Until, but like, I don't think they're going to their practices wondering huh, how long is he going to be out. No, like he right, is right. the leader of our offense for better and worse. Yep. Ride or die. That's our ride or die guy. Then there's teams where you send somebody out there and no one has full faith in them. No one knows if they're going to finish the game like no one. And that's where the Patriots are. And I don't even know what the options are. That's the other thing is it, I'm not sure Will Greer is an option. Doesn't mm -hmm. really feel like they consider him an option. It right. feels like it's just Mac and Bailey. And if it's just Mac and Bailey, Yes, Mac is still the better quarterback in my mind and the better option. And yes, that's sad. And I feel bad for you. And I know the whole 80-20 locker room split. And then yeah. you got freaking Trent Brown saying, I'm the best player on this offense. And when I'm not out there, it all hits the fan, basically. And he's not wrong. He shouldn't have said it, but he's not wrong. No, but what and he the was truth wrong is never mean, Mr. Hart. <laughs> what he was wrong about is somebody should tell him how to defend yourself and deny things. Yeah, true. When you deny something, but then acknowledge it in like the same sentence. Yeah. So real quick recap. Trent Brown <laughs> didn't go to Germany. Trent Brown is, you know, has a questionable track record and reputation throughout his entire career. Burt Breer said he's been habitually late to meetings. Trent Brown came out to defend himself in the locker room, said that's BS. Only he didn't say BS. He said the whole damn thing a number of times. But while denying that he's never late and saying he's the first one in the building and one of the first ones in the building, one of the last ones out, then he said, but if I was late, it's because I had to go to the bathroom to take a dump. <laughs> Wait, so so maybe you were late. And, yep. and as a professional, there's some question as to whether having to go potty is a, an excuse to miss or be late to a meeting. Um, not a great way to defend yourself, no. to throw in the possibility that you actually are 
um, guilty of what you've been accused of. Yep. Um, but yes, that's he may be the best player on the offense. The quarterback will not be the best player on the Patriots offense. There's no chance of that happening. I don't care who it is. And the reality is you don't have a quarterback. Mac Jones used to be a starting quarterback. Yep. Whether he starts or not, he's not a starting quarterback anymore. He in his rookie year, starting quarterback. I thought to start this year, starting quarterback. Yep. He's lost hold of that job. Now he's just a guy who's he's going to be a journeyman. He's going to move on. That's where you are at the quarterback. And, and even, uh, you know, building off of that, like, and I heard your, uh, or our, our TV friend, Tom, Tom Curran from NBC yeah. Sports say, like, there's, you're in a tough spot with Mac because, yeah, he might be the best player throughout practice and he might be the best option to start the game, but he might not be the best option to finish the game. Like, he's good in practice. He looks good in practice. He wins in practice. And then he goes out there and makes decisions that he's not good enough in the game. And so, you might look and say, yeah, maybe he is the best option to start the game, but he's like, you might have to take him out at some point. So it, it's all, it's, it's almost like you have to look at practice and they say that they're going to use practice to determine the starter. And Bill O'Brien alluded to that and Bill Belichick kind of alluded to it this week, but like you kind of have to look at, well, what are they going to do in the game? And you don't really right. know until you do it. So it's, it's, it's all bad. You, you're right. You, you don't have a starting quarterback. You have the quarterback that's going to start the game. Who knew that you'd play the Giants in week, whatever this is, 12, 12. and Tommy DeVito would be the more stable quarterback yeah. situation in the game because mm -hmm. Tommy DeVito is winning games and throwing right. touchdowns and mom's making good meatballs when he gets yeah. home and the whole thing is coming together. Um, and he's doing it. He's he's out there. He's slinging the ball and he doesn't have a great offensive line and he doesn't have great weapons. Oh, no, no. And he's making I mean, it happen. He's got a good player in Saquon Barkley and yeah. Waller, and there's some other guys that have played for him. Yeah, that's fair. But um, yeah, no, he's not exactly. Uh, that's a bad offense, but the stability. Like right now, I think they feel like they have a starting quarterback yep. in Tommy DeVito for the the short window here. I don't know what they're right. doing long term. They have screwed the pooch in the. But again, you, like again, they have a starting quarterback. It's Tommy DeVito, and that's what it is because Daniel Jones is out for the year, and Tyrod Taylor's on IR. And I think even if Tyrod Taylor comes back, they're just going to roll with Tommy DeVito and see what they right. have. So again. Right starting quarterback and that and you know this i mean like i think at all levels like pop warner football when you have two quarterbacks you have weirdness yep now at that level parents are involved and that makes it weird but like yeah. at all levels if there's not one guy who just like picks up the ball gets off the bus first walks out onto the feet like when you don't have that singular i don't care how good he is really yeah you don't have that singular guy i think that's a first step towards a team just not being 100%. good yeah like so that's where the patriots are okay so let's start to get into the crucial clashes we're going to touch on some various things i know people want to talk about the draft pick and where that fits in here but i don't think that's right off the top so cadlick's crucial clashes yep the two and eight patriots versus the three and eight giants where do we start all right let's start with um we'll start with the one unit in this game that i actually think is pretty good and it's the giants front seven um, okay it's again, it's not superb, it's not top tier, but they have three solid players in linebacker Bobby Okariki, uh, defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence is a stud, and uh, the I can't remember if he's a rookie or second year, but Kayvon Thibodeau, the defensive end, yep. Yep. he's nasty. Um, and the Patriots offensive line again, hopefully, they get Trent Brown back this week. Um, but they're kind of even if they have stability, they're still just not that good, so. Um, the first clash is that front seven against the Patriots offensive line. I think um, you look at uh, Okariki, a guy who last week forced two fumbles, I believe, against uh, 
the commanders. He's a playmaker. He leads the league in force fumbles and with four. Um, he's their leading tackler, so he's all over the field. Dexter Lawrence, again, D David Andrews talked about him yesterday, just a guy who he's not just a run stuffer. Like, yeah, he's a big, like, he's not as big as Vince Wilfork, but you, that your prototypical, like, big guy in the middle, but he plays on passing downs too. He can rush the passer. He can, you know, he has inside moves. So you're going to have to stop him. And then obviously Thibodeau, kid from Oregon, was a top five pick a few years ago, leads them with 10 and a half sacks. He's top five in the league with 10 and a half sacks. He gets after the passer. He was, he was part of the reason why, uh, they were able to disrupt Sam Howell last week so much and get that win, which helped the Patriots in the draft order, which we'll get to. So, um, again, hopefully Trent's back. Um, they're going to keep Mike on at right tackle. Um, but even with City so in the middle and some of your your inside guys, Cole Strange not playing great with the Patriots, like the the Giants' defensive front is what can what can wreck this game for the Patriots. So uh, I'm looking at how how exactly they decide to to stop those guys up front. Yeah, you look at it like I was looking at some of their stats, and obviously, as I said, they're near the bottom of the league, offense, right. defense, run, like various things. But third down, they're a top 10 defense on third yeah. down. I think Thibodeau is a big reason for that. They're also – And um, they blitz like crazy. That's and, the other thing. They blitz like crazy. And you're going to have a quarterback that I'm not sure – and I don't – again, don't really care who it is. You're going to have a quarterback that I'm not sure is ready to make decisions and plays under right. pressure in, you know, in, in that spot. So – all three, um, all three guys. Like obviously, oh yeah. Greer, obviously Greer and Zappy because they they don't have much game. I mean, Will Greer hasn't played in a regular season NFL game since 2019. Bailey Zappy only gets the garbage time reps when they're down 10 plus points or whatever. Or last week when it was four, and then Mac Jones. I guess he's been okay against the blitz this season, but like with a with the position they're in, and I kind of cut you off there, but like that's you're right. All, all three guys against the blitz on third down, like it, it looks like it could be a disaster. And we know the offensive line has ebbed and flowed over the course of the year, even when healthy, even when you have whatever you now believe are your best five out there right. in their slots. As you said, Cole Strange, I don't know how good he is. I like there's still some questions as right. as to how that unit I'll is. I'll take Dexter Lawrence against him Absolutely. 10 times out of 10. And people so. will tell me it's a bad matchup like against DeForest Buckner or Quinn and Williams. Right. And I'll say, well, at some point you're a first round guard. Can you block anybody or do you just have 100%. to wait for a sucky player to be on the other side of the ball before you're yep. good? So, um, yeah, I think that's definitely a key factor in this game. And let's be honest, it's probably not going to take too many key plays to win this football game. Like right one game changing sack or one deflected pass or one blitz that causes a bad decision yep. i mean neither of these teams score any points i think they're 31st and 32nd in points scored they're you know point differential you taking the over uh no i yeah it was <laughs> both teams twice out of 10 games or 11 games have topped 17 points so basically this That's feels insane. like a game if if you get 18 points you win like right. you, you need 18 points to win this game. Now, for the Patriots, based on the team they, you know, they were in Germany. That that's a challenge because six oh, yeah. felt like a struggle that day. Um, so yeah, okay. I, a couple big plays from Dexter Lawrence or Thibodeau, one of those guys against this line, and the Trent Brown thing. Him talking about the the various injuries and sort of the bum wheel, and I'm not sure he sounded like a guy that's fully confident that he's healthy and ready no. to go and get back out there. So. You know, Connor McDermott is competitive, I would call Connor McDermott. Like, he's mm -hmm. he's giving you what he's got, but there's a reason he's 
Connor McDermott and he's right. a journeyman who's available and on practice squads and things of that nature. So, okay. So Cadillac's crucial clash number two for this big football game in the big apple. Yeah. Huge, massive. Uh, <laughs> that's, can you tell how sarcastic that came off my lips? Yeah. Um, we're going to go with the best player in the game though. Saquon Barkley, not just mm, obviously true. the best player in the game, but like he's like a top tier player in the entire league. Um, one of the better running backs in football. He was a part of that um, running back, you know, whatever they did this, this off season, the, the I don't want to call it a revenge tour, but they kind of just all got together. They had a zoom call and then they left the zoom call and they all signed one year deals for 10 million bucks and half of them got hurt. So right. running backs, tough position in this league, but Saquon's one of the best at it. Um, Patriots run defense this season is actually um, the best run defense in terms of yards per attempt allowed. Um, I believe they've only allowed like 3.8 yard, 3.4 yards per carry, which is a league best. So they're good against the run. Um, that's probably their strength this season. Obviously, offense isn't their strength and they've struggled against pass offense, but they can stop the run. However, Saquon is much more than just a running back. He's good in the pass game. He only has one touchdown on the ground this season, but he has four through the air. Um, you talk about game-changing plays. One of the game-changing plays last week in that Giants game was that wheel route DeVito hit Saquon yep. in, in the end zone. Like th those are, you know, that's one or two plays in that game. I look at that and I look at, which we mentioned before, like a Kayvon Thibodeau sack that really turned that game on its head. So um, you got to stop Saquon. You might be able to stop him on the ground, but you look at when you turn it into sort of a passing back thing, as much as I love Jelani Tavai, and I talked about it here last week, I've talked about it here before. I also like Jawan Bentley. Those guys, like, one-on-one -on -one in pass coverage against Saquon Barkley. I'm sorry, but you ain't going to win that one. So um, I don't know if they – I don't really expect them to put a corner or a safety on him. You, you see what happens in zone versus man and what have you. But um, nonetheless, it's going to be a tall task for the Patriots to defend Saquon this week. Um, and he can be, again, that that game changer that sort of turns this game on its head. So you got to do everything in your power. And Belichick talked about it. Jelani Tavai talked about it. It was the first guy they mentioned. Um, when you talk about the offense, obviously, um, that's going to be their focus. And I'll be interested to see how they handle. Yeah, he's uh, I love Saquon Barkley. I loved him coming out of Penn State. And yeah. he's had some injuries and ups and downs over the course of his career. I think he's just a freakish athlete. Um, and we've seen the Patriots tackling has been an issue at times this year. So you miss a tackle on right. him, run and or pass screen, whatever. He can take it the distance. Um, we've seen them not necessarily be on the same page coverage wise and a guy like him, even if they're fixated on stopping him or bracketing him or doing whatever various things, we've seen them struggle to, to execute that on the football field, whether it's, you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyree kill guys that you should be aware of. They weren't always able to, to get that done. Um, so I do think that's an issue just from a flip side, like the giants perspective. I do think he's an interesting guy. Cause we're talking about, you know, Matthew Slater a couple of weeks ago talked about character and motivation. And Saquon is in a really weird spot in that he had the last offseason thing, contract value. He's talked about loyalty like he is, I guess, disenfranchised like he is. He's in a weird spot, but he is still the centerpiece of the Giants offense. So and I think just from and he afar, still he sort of says like all the right things in that. Like he is right. You know, disenfranchised. He's on the kind of one year deal, but like. He's always has his teammates back. He's always like, I, I want to win. Like he, he's a good, he's a good leader, even though he's I respect of, him. Yeah. yeah. I respect oh, yeah. him because I think he could fake a hamstring injury, 
say, screw the rest of this year. I'm going to figure out next year. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to take, right. you know, rubber, uh, the tread off my tires here for no reason kind of thing. And yet I don't think he does. I, I think he'll be out there kind of pulling a Jelani Tavai. Like I'm, I'm a professional. I'm going to yep. do what I'm paid to do. And hopefully it works out for me in the end somewhere, somehow down the road. But yes, he is, he's a unique athlete. And we talk about that kind of all year long, the Patriots lack of athletes versus other teams, athletes and playmakers. And, you know, if there's one guy on the Giants offense that could be that game changing positive and you're right, the wheel route, all it's going to take again to get to 18 points, you give up one of those that swings the game. So right. uh, definitely Saquon Barkley, somebody to keep an eye on. Okay. Cadillac's crucial clashes number three. Yeah. So um, we talk about how these, this team's two and eight, the Patriots. And so, you know, crucial clashes and talking about matchups and how you grit and grind it out. Like that was fun for four weeks, but now that you lose and it, it's not going to end and we're going to, we're going to find ways to talk about the matchups in these games. But uh, in this third one, I kind of wanted to have some fun and I wanted to go with, at one point I was going to go with Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi versus Will Greer, but we don't really know about that matchup and we can't really decide what happened like that, that is a matchup this week but it doesn't have anything to do with Sunday so what I did was I went with the Patriots versus the Giants but in terms of the race towards towards the top of the NFL draft because yep. let's face it like two and eight three and eight whatever their, their records are right now um playoffs I guess are still if you win out you might be able to squeeze in there but at the end of the day though the results in this game don't really matter um and fan bases from both sides are probably going to be rooting for their team to lose. They're probably going to be refreshing tankathon.com every single day, every single possession. I feel like they're going to be scoreboard watching the Panthers or not. Yeah. The Panthers and the uh, bears and the giants and uh, like everybody, they're going to just, you're rooting for the tank at this point and nobody's going to tank. You can't actively tank in the NFL. Like it's just, and I, I feel like we're going to say this every single week here on this show, and I'm going to write about it every time I talk about tanking. Too much goes into the game of football, whether it's working out or, you know, livelihoods and contract negotiations and all that stuff. Like, you're never going to go into a game and and blow it. But you're just not that good, and you've said it. Like, if you're just not that good, you're not going to win the football game. And so um, it also gives Dayball and Bill Belichick like a unique opportunity to play the young guys and see what you have in guys. And that's why, like, in my opinion, at quarterback, I would go with Will Greer because you kind of know what you have in Mac and Zappy. You don't know what you have in Will Greer yet. So even if you lose, it doesn't really matter, especially with the rumors that Belichick might be gone anyway. He might just say, you know, F it. Let's see what we got in this guy. And maybe he can save my job and maybe we can go forward with it. Like, again, that's, it's saying a lot and it might not happen, but it's it's an interesting way to look at things down the stretch. And Dayball, too, with Tommy DeVito. Like, he's playing Tommy DeVito. Not that he has much more of an option, but they're not trying to – not that they're not trying to win the game, but the result doesn't matter. So, long story short, um, the the loser of this game, ironically, will ultimately benefit in the long run. So, um, there was a tweet that I retweeted yesterday, some of the numbers, and I'm, I'm trusting these numbers. I'm not an analytics guy, so I'm just right. passing these on as like they're legitimate. If the Patriots win the game, they only have a 9% shot to get a top one or two pick. If the Patriots lose the game, they have a 38% chance to get a top two pick. Obviously, top two, as most people are assuming, Caleb Williams and Drake May, the two quarterbacks are going to go there. I know Marvin Harrison 
is a consideration. And I know Caleb Williams suddenly has some red flags, blah, blah, blah. But we're just going with top two pick is really yeah. important in this year's draft. For the Giants, if they lose, they have an 11% chance to get the number one or number two pick. Excuse me, if they win, they have an 11% chance. Okay. And if they lose, they have a 47% chance, almost a 50-50 chance to get a top two pick um, if they lose this game. So, yeah, there's definitely significant uh, aspects on the line. I wanted to bring this full circle a little bit as we talk about this. It is Thanksgiving week, after all, and we're all thankful like for that. what we get. Yes. Um, but also, in regards to the quarterback situation, you brought it up. Like, you would go with Greer. You got nothing to lose. You can only win, blah, blah, blah. Bill Belichick, and I know people get mad when I use Bill Belichick's words and 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 cite them. I'm, I don't know why. It's, it's very offensive to people when I cite Bill Belichick's own comments. <laughs> but he called it irresponsible the way the Colts handled their situation when Peyton Manning got hurt and they were in the suck-for-luck mode and all of that. Do you think he thinks at all about the way his quarterback situation and decision will be received in regards to tanking while making the decision? Like, does that – we all – I think we all agree Mac is still the best player. Like I said to Rich yeah. Keefe on WEEI, if you released Will Greer today, I don't think anyone would claim him. If you released Bailey Zappi today, I don't believe anybody would claim him. If you released Mac Jones today – I believe multiple teams would put in waiver claims on Mac Jones. 100%. So the the 31 other experts deem him the best quarterback, deem mm -hmm. him the best option, deem him the most valuable quarterback. Um, so if you start Will Greer, are some people like, ah, Belichick, he's going for that top two pick. Like, is there any thought process there, you think? Um I don't think he cares about the outside. Ah, he does care about the outside noise. Like he pretends oh, he, he seems doesn't to but care he a lot. Does, he seems to care more than he pretends he cares. Yeah. So, but no, if, if, if he thinks Will Greer is the best option and he truly believes that in his heart, then I don't think he cares what anybody says about, you know, tanking, whatever. Um, and you're right about Mac Jones. Like he is their best option. He is their best player. He is the one with the most potential. He's the one who will probably have the longest career in the NFL, whether it's a backup or a bridge or a fringe starter, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I look at like the idea of starting somebody else. Yes, he is the better player, the better option, but sometimes you just need a change. And I think, and I, I I'm at the point now um, where I think they're just going to go with Mac. I think they're kind of just going to keep it status quo. Um, Me too. Because so of that. The Cam and the Cam Newton year tells us that. That's what they did yeah, the Cam Newton year. Right. Um, but I don't think that's the right decision. I think they need a change. I think, um, again, I said if it were me, um, if it were me, I'd go with Greer. They probably should go with Zappi, and I think they will go with Mac. So, um it, yeah, That's it's kind of effed up. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. It's nuts. And they, they, you shouldn't be here. And this is why it's so nuts. Like you said, you don't have a starting quarterback. You're going to have a quarterback who starts and they might not finish and they might not play the next week. And there's going to be even more questions next week when they go and play the chargers and blah, blah, blah. So um, as far as the tanking, I still think Belichick is going to put himself in the best position to win whatever he believes that is, because I mean, at the end of the day, he doesn't, seem to know or care about his future beyond this year because the rumor has it he's already setting himself up to go to LA or Washington or whatever. Right. So he's going to do what he thinks is best for the football team. That's what he says. But I, I believe that that's what he does. 
Um, and whoever that is, I don't think he cares about what we say about whether it's tanking or not. And the funny thing is, I think now from an analytical perspective, I'll put that aside, like national, how people would view it. But within Patriot Nation and fans and media, I think everybody would be OK with the execution of the tank because pick a quarterback. Let's say it's Will Greer. You think they should go with Will Greer. Well, OK. And he should probably be out there throwing to Tyquan Thornton, who, as right. you showed on the practice field, can't catch the ball. Um, he should probably have Marte Mapu playing like every snap on defense, yep. who probably isn't ready to play every snap on defense. But OK, what is it like? I feel like you could tank by giving people what they want to see and at least again in the borders of patriot nation i don't know that anyone would have any kind of problem with and that. that's yeah and that's not that's not trying to lose right like you're still going out there to try and win you're calling the calls to try and win it's not going to be fourth and three for the giants and everyone's going to stand there like this like no no, no no exactly no if and, you and just fact, play opposite yeah, i right. think you can actually take belichick's own statement do what's in the best interest of the football team. I think long-term, it's yep. in the best interest of the football team to find out if Tyquan Thornton and Marte Mapu and those yep. guys can play, get them experienced. Kayshawn Booty. Season, right. This season's useless. So see what they are, get them experienced, so that next year, when hopefully the season isn't useless in November, they're more ready to go. Like I think you can actually rationalize it, sell it, legitimize it, however you want to phrase it. But totally. It is what it is at this point. It does feel, and maybe we'll be wrong as soon as we post this podcast. Maybe we'll find out Bailey Zappi starting or whatever, yeah. but it does feel like they rode with Cam Newton. They're going to ride with Mac Jones. And as I wrote in the column last week, it's it makes sense. Like, yeah, he's still the most talented guy. Like, I don't know if it's the right decision, but he's the most talented guy. So, talent. Talented quarterbacks or lack thereof in this game. Talented coaches who may or may not be with their teams in a year from now. All of that goes into this whole um, blender, and we mix it all up. What does Mike Cadlick see happening at MetLife on Sunday? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I am going to go with a 17-13 to 13 score. Low scoring. Okay. No team gets to 18. Okay. And I think the Giants win. Can't go with the Patriots. Can't back them. I say it every week. Until they prove me wrong, and they did it against Buffalo, and I picked them the next week, and I was wrong again, so... Uh, until they prove me wrong again, I have to pick against the Patriots. So I'm going to go with 17 to 13 Giants. I think it's competitive. I think whoever's at quarterback plays better than the product was um, uh, against Indy. And I think that's based on the fact that they're going to try and not make mistakes like Mac did. Or, and so whoever goes out there is going to play conservative football. That leads to not a lot of points. And the Giants um, continue to rally around Tommy DeVito at home. So Giants win 17 to 13. And the Patriots are still in line for a potential top two pick. We can all rejoice yep. in Patriot Nation. Um, as always, I will uh, send people over to the other Six Rings preview podcast where Fitzy and I, I'll make a game pick. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't know what the under number is. I'm sure it's in the low 30s if there. Um, I definitely don't like a lot of points to be scored. I do think this game is interesting in that it's um, – Two potentially really good running backs. I think Ramondre has run yeah. better of late. I think, you know, I've called him sort of a poor man's Saquon Barkley in what he does for this offense, runs the ball, catches the ball. Um, so I like that. Maybe you get some highlight plays out of those two guys. But in reality, total at is, Fandle, the total at FanDuel right now, 33 and a half. Uh, so they kind of agree with me. If you get to like 18, you probably win yeah. the game like. 33 and a half is what 16 and three quarter points for each team. Um, so 
Um, but it this is what it is. It's a yep. game, a two-win team versus a three-win team late in the year with backup quarterbacks. Like when Tom Brady talks about mediocre football, this this game doesn't even qualify. It it has to improve a couple steps to get to mediocre football. This is bad football with bad football teams, bad coaches, whatever's going on right now. That's another side note we didn't say. The um you could have had a, a the Patriot way against the NFL clash because Brian Dayball comes from the Patriot way. Bill Belichick started yeah. the Patriot way. Josh McDaniels has already been asked to take the Patriot way away from Get Vegas. Um, so these two bad football teams, we could be seeing sort of the dying on the vine of some of the Patriot way and the connections to New England from the dynasty days. So how far everything has fallen for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And even Brian Dable, who a year ago was yeah. in the playoffs, winning games, was riding high. The guy was like a QB whisperer, the whole damn thing. And life comes at you fast, and it's very negative at times in the National Football yep, League. Yeah, it sure but, is. Uh, when that negativity needs to be talked about, Mike Cadlick and Andy Hart will be here on Six Rings and Football yeah. <laughs> Things. Uh, that's Cadlick's crucial clashes for another game, another week. Um, we did our best to muster up a uh, interesting preview of a game that maybe isn't all that interesting um and enjoy your thanksgiving week enjoy your turkey enjoy your pies enjoy some high school football if you're in new england listening to this go to a, a high school game where some of these games have been going on for 100 100 plus years it's a unique tradition in the northeast in new england something so. we something we discovered every single high school rivalry across massachusetts is the oldest high school rivalry in the country yep they all claim it so yep. good luck and, and i agree with you you should all claim it lay claim oh to yeah it, believe it it's not a lie if you believe it right so just right. uh Enjoy it. And to the uh, the parents of seniors, don't cry too much. To the seniors themselves, don't cry too much. I know it's a sad time, but it's a cool time, and you'll look back on it fondly. So um, you'll look back on that more fondly than we'll look back on this Patriot season sure unless will. they get a quarterback out of it. So for Mike Cadlick, I'm Andy Hart. Happy Thanksgiving here on Six Rings and Football Things. Enjoy Giants-Patriots on Sunday. Try I to. Kind of, maybe. Yeah. Or we'll not. see.